Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. I am Ashley Caston, a blogger, author, and mother of four, and I am so glad that you chose to be here today. Today we're going to be talking about what it looks like to have joy at the dinner table. So we are in the middle of a series um, on creating joy in your home. And um, this one is just a really fun one for me to talk about because I just really value and enjoy our time together at dinner as a family. And so um, I think it's just going to really encourage you and give you vision for how you can change the atmosphere in your home just at your dinner table in the evenings and how that's going to spill into other um, times during your day at home. So really looking forward to this. Also, I think, you know, I kind of went back and forth in my mind this week about whether to even um, or what day to release the podcast on or whether to even do one because there's just so much unrest um, in our social climate right now. There's just a lot of tension and um, it's just so many different things pulling at us. A lot of us don't even want to be on social media right now. Um, but I, it just made me think that, man, if there were ever a time for us to need joy in our home, it's now because our kids feel the tension that we do, um, and that we have over this past year, they felt everything, um, in a, maybe in a different way and, and not understanding everything, but they have felt some of the tension that we have felt just inadvertently just being in the atmosphere that we're in and, um, seeing the way things have changed in our um, society. So uh, we all just need more joy. We need more routines and rhythms in our home that bring joy and that bring us together and to bring us, that bring us towards God and his word. So I think that this really is going to help you do that in a lot of ways. Um, just creating a um, beautiful routine for your family at the dinner table that will inspire joy. So here we go. I love God's design for feasting. One thing I love about the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, when you look at all of the rituals and the sacrifices and the feasts and everything that they had, um, I loved the way that the family all came together and a lot of what they did revolved around food. And you can see God's design for this, I mean, really like, in the Old Testament, he's setting us up for a picture of what the future is going to look like when one day we are feasting with him. In Isaiah 25, his word says, On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a, fist, a, sorry, a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. 
He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. Amen, right? We all need to hear that. Um, but So going back to what he said at the beginning of this uh, passage, he says, On this mountain the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples. So he, that's, I mean, he loves for us to feast and to um, just commune with one another and interact in the uh, design for his people, for his community to sit and talk and enjoy life together and celebrate. A lot of the feast in the Old Testament, when you look at what they revolved around, it was around um, community and around worship and celebrating or remembering what God had done. And when they would sit and eat at these tables, they weren't just, you know, sitting there trying to grab a bite so they could rush off to, you know, get to sports practice or all the other things that we have now. They were really sitting in the moment and filling their bellies, filling their hearts, um, and just living in the in the beauty of that moment. And gosh, if we could seriously just go back in time, right, um, and experience just one feast, just if we could sit with them for just one meal, it would probably radically change the way that we look at dinners today. And I mean, we would probably want nothing to do with it. <laughs> we would probably want nothing to do with the way that we eat today. We would probably look at it and say, man, this is just so watered down. Like families barely talk and the TV's in the, on in the background. And, um, you know, we're not really enjoying each other and we're just trying to get it done fast so we can get the kids in bed so then we can, um, you know, have some alone time. We can get up the next day for work and just do the whole, the same routine all over again. And that's not God's design for it. So today we're going to just talk about how to get that design back to what God created it for, you know, God, God honestly could have created us not even needing to eat. Have you ever thought about that? Like, why did he even give us the need to eat? He could have made us self-sustaining people that just, you know, have a source of energy inside and we don't need food to sustain us, but he gave us food for pleasure. And he, he, um, created this time where everyone can come together and rest and, um, talk and, be full, you know, or fill up, be nourished. So how do we get it back to that original design? So one thing, what I'm really going to do, let me just give you an overview really fast. So this is going to be a quick podcast today and really kind of a fun, light one. I'm just going to share with you a few things that we do in our household to just bring more meaning and beauty and joy to the dinner table. And hopefully this will give you some ideas. You're your dinner time might not look exactly like ours. You might not take everything that I say and implement it, but this might inspire you to start kind of some traditions or some fun different things of your own that you can start doing with your um, children and, um, you know, the entire family to make it become a time that everyone looks forward to and everyone, um, you know, just, just finds more joy in it, really. Okay, so the first thing that we do. This is a really easy one. Um, and as soon as I started doing this, I was amazed at how much of a difference it made. It sounds so simple, but the one thing that we always do every night at dinner is we turn music on. There's a quote from um, Berthold Arbach, who is a, um, he's a Jewish German poet. And he says, music washes away from the soul, the dust of everyday life. Isn't that so beautiful when you think about that? 
When you sit down to the dinner table, a lot of times you have a lot of dust from that day. You're tired, you're exhausted, you had conflict with family. Maybe there was something, um, maybe you had an issue at work that you had to deal with. Maybe you got really bad news that day, um, or you're just feeling the burdens of uh, motherhood, whatever it is. Um, when you sit down at the dinner table, a lot of times we feel that way, kind of just just worn down by that day. And music really can wash that away. You put on a happy song and it makes you kind of want to dance or you put on um, some good instrumental music and maybe it makes you kind of dream about, you know, the future, um, whatever your jam is. Maybe you're a Michael Buble person and you like some oldies and, you know, you like to dance in the kitchen or you like, um, you know, love songs so you can slow down, whatever. And we all have our different things, but something about just good music really does take your focus off of the um, situation that you're in and kind of just wash the dust off. And we all need that. We need that kind of daily. Um, sometimes it's just like turning on worship music at night. You know, if it's been a pretty heavy day, turning on the, uh, the other night, I actually did this. Um, it had been just kind of a uh, just a long day and I was feeling a little stressed and I came down to make dinner and I could tell I was kind of um, in a snappy kind of mood. I'm like, well, this isn't going to be good for anyone. And so I turned on some really good praise music and it got us all dancing. And so I started jumping around. I, I totally do dance in my kitchen and um, like I do the ridiculous mom dance. Remember the mom dance that your mom used to do? And you were like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'll never dance like that when I'm mom. Yeah, no, we all do it now. And so <laughs> I'm doing like the mom dance in the kitchen and the kids are dancing too. And really like within minutes, I felt so much better just by praising, by turning on music. So um, music is just very powerful. So what we do is we'll turn it on before dinner. And sometimes I theme it. If I'm a cool mom that night, I'll theme dinner and put on music that goes with the theme so like Mexican night I might have like instrumental Mexican music in the background or whatever and the kids think that's kind of fun um you know it just kind of ties in with the theme but I'm not always that cool okay (laughs) most of the time I'm not I don't plan that far ahead and it's just you know um but I just try to turn on something lighthearted in the back a lot of times it is instrumental just because um you know we like to have conversations but um just something, something in the background or I'll turn it down if it does have words. Um, Or actually what um, we've done previously is um, we'll do like at the end of dinner when we're sitting there and everyone's kind of finishing up, we'll turn up the music and we'll um, kind of play games with it. Like guess the song, like see if you can, who can guess the song before the lyrics start or or we'll do an instrumental like Disney song and see who, who can guess the song without the words. We'll kind of play games with it. And that's fun for the kids too. Okay, so music is a must. The second thing that we do is we have great conversations around the dinner table. This was not always a thing at our dinner table. A lot of times we kind of sat in, um, not silence, but I would just say kind of in that um, dry conversation of, like, how was your day? Oh, my day was good. How was yours? It was good. Hey, can you sit down and eat your food? Can you pay attention? Like, you know, just kind of going around mothering and fathering and um, not really talking about anything extremely exciting, right? Because with little kids, to be honest, dinner time can be just a lot of tasks like managing, right? Where you're going, okay, just eat your food, 
get up off the floor, sit down in your seat. And so it's easy to fall into that routine and not use dinner time as an opportunity to have some great conversations. So for a while, our dinners really were that way, but I really started to be challenged in that. Um, and I just, I had a vision for what I wanted our table to be. And I'm like, it doesn't look this way. This is not what I want. So I became very intentional about, um, well, first of all, educating myself into how to even start these conversations because I wasn't even really sure how to do that. Like, what are we going to talk about every night? Like, how do I make these conversations so rich and joyful every single night and come up with like new things to talk about? It just wasn't a strong suit of mine. Um, and so I started kind of figuring out like, what is it that we can talk about? And here are some of the things that I started doing. I started implementing so that we had great conversations. The first thing that we did is really, really simple and anybody can do this. We got, or I printed off some conversation starter cards. You can just do a Google search. There are so many. If you just, you know, look up questions um, for conversation, you know, conversation starter questions or, um, I don't know, I might have searched something else, but that's what comes to mind. But if you just do a Google search and find some questions, um, some conversation starting questions and print them out and put them in a jar and leave them on the table, what you can then do is pass them around after dinner and everyone can go and pick a question out of there and um, kind of have a fun time answering that. The other thing that we do is we'll tell stories sometimes. So that could be a story that happened that day, like tell me about something funny that happened to you today or... Um, you know, tell daddy about what, what happened with the grasshopper in the backyard. Tell daddy about that. A lot of times I'm prompting my kids to talk about things. Or it could just be a made-up story too. We have done that a lot. Um, my kids, especially my reluctant eaters, they sometimes just need something um, to almost distract them from what they're eating. Has anyone ever felt that way? Not all the time, but it's like there's just nights where they're like cranky and tired and they're like, I don't want this. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're not doing this. And so um, I use the art of distraction. Like I have a great story for you. I would love to tell you the story. Could you take a bite while I tell you the story? And so I've made up stories at the dinner table. In fact, I, if I ever write children's books, they probably will be from all the stories that I've told around the dinner table. Um, um, we'll talk about vacations that we want to plan. I will ask them, where do you want to go? What would you like to do there? Um, you know, if you could plan a vacation anywhere and do anything, tell me, you tell me in your own words, what would it look like? Where would, what would we eat? Who would we see? Um, you know, what would it, what would the weather be like there? Do you think? We talk about books that we read. So the kids and I, um, we homeschool. And so the kids and I are reading a lot during the day. And so then I will turn the dinner time conversation sometimes towards the book. And I'll say, hey, tell daddy what happened in the story today. Um, you know, and then maybe it will branch off from there. So we'll talk about one of the characters and I'll ask questions about, you know, like, why do you think... Um, or who do you think was brave in the story? Who was courageous? And how can we be brave like them or courageous? And um, Or we could even just be talking about the day's events. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll ask my husband how his day went. And I might say, you know, um, you know what, what happened at work today? And, you know, he might have a story or something. And then I'll prompt from there and say, 
hey, kids, you know, what would you do in that situation? Daddy said that this happened and this happened at work today, you know, and there was maybe someone that he had to have a conversation with. Um, and how would you have handled that situation? That's kind of fun to do too. So great conversations. What they really do um, is they open up everybody's hearts and it kind of connects you in a deeper way than you would if you um, were just having those kind of surfacey conversations at the dinner table. But you really do have to be intentional about it. But what you will find is that once you start doing that, there's just naturally more laughter and joy around your table and everyone really starts looking forward to it. Okay, the third thing that we do, another really silly thing, an easy thing, but it does make a big difference, especially with little ones. We actually take all of the food and we put it on the table and we let the kids serve themselves. And I got this idea from a sweet friend of mine um, who told me that her kids call it fancy dinner when she does this. And I just love that idea. And I thought that is such a like a beautiful reminder that kids just, they don't need a lot to get excited. Like, you know, it's the simple things that bring them the most joy. And so something as easy as taking all the food and putting it on the dinner table made it fancy dinner to her kids. Like that just made such a difference. And so we started doing that. And it's true. My kids, it's like they think it's fancy dinner. All I do is take the food and put it I mean, pots and everything, you know, we just put pot holders on the table and I put it down in front of them and put serving spoons in them and they think it's the best thing ever. They get to serve themselves and it just, I think it's because it makes it look like Thanksgiving or something. You know, there's not many times that you have all the dishes on the table unless unless it's like a big, you know, like a feast really. Um, and so I think it just makes them feel like it's something out of the ordinary and they like to get to serve themselves too. And then the last thing that we do, this is something we do after dinner um, while we're all still together in that same atmosphere, is we'll pull out some games. We don't do this every night, of course, but on the nights where we don't have to get the kids to bed right away, we will pull out some games, maybe play some Uno or um, you know, card game at the table, or we'll even do our family devotionals then. We have an awesome family devotional that we use, which is called The 24 Family Ways. Um, it's a Sally Clarkson book, and uh, we absolutely love it. It's a grab-and-go type devotional, so you literally just grab the Bible in that book and open it right up, and you can jump right in, so it's nothing you have to um, plan for or prep for. And it goes through all of the um, character traits um, and like moral values that you want your family to hold to and like biblical truths and so it's the 24 family ways like for example one way might be uh, we are peacemakers even when we feel like arguing and there's a verse that goes along with it and so we'll do that a lot after dinner a lot of probably at least like two or three nights a week after dinner we'll all sit down and the kids have coloring pages that go along with it and we'll read the passage the bible passage and we'll um, talk about that family way and then we have a treasure box too that we use once they've memorized the family way in the verse they get to pick out a treasure box so that's something they look forward to too that happens right after dinner um, and it just kind of like just keeps us in that atmosphere just being connected and enjoying each other's company and um, we just have so much fun doing that so hopefully all of those things give you some kind of a um, an inspiration and direction for how to 
really create that atmosphere for her, for your home. Because remember, as the um, keepers of the home, we really we have the paintbrush in our hand, and we get to create the atmosphere in our home. Um, and if we don't like the way it looks, well, that's okay because we can quickly change it just with a you know a swipe of the brush, right? If you think of how an artist paints you know, a picture, if he doesn't like something you see, well, then he can paint over it. He can correct it. And the same is true for our household. So if we want joy in our household and we're looking at it, our, our, um, you know, the tone of our home where we're saying, this really isn't what I, I want. Well, that's okay because we can go back in and we can, um, we can add things to it. We can add beauty in. we can add routines in and rhythms in our home. And so the dinner table is just one area that we can do that. We can say, hey, I don't like if, you know, if we look at our dinner table now and we say, hey, I don't like the way this is going. Maybe the TV is on. Maybe everyone doesn't sit down at the same time. Maybe your schedules are so chaotic. It's hard to get everyone together. Um, or maybe the kids don't want to be at the table. They're always wanting to go eat in another room or um, they want, they have their tablets at the dinner table, whatever it is that you're looking at and saying, this isn't what I desire it to be. Hopefully these ideas have given you some kind of a, um, like an inspiration, maybe a framework for how to start uh, creating your home into a very rich, inviting environment. Lord, we just lift up our homes to you right now, God. Thank you that you are the creator of all things beautiful and all things good. God, I pray that you would give us inspiration for how to um, make our dinner times more valuable and um, a time where we just connect with each other's hearts. Forgive us where we have maybe missed the mark in this area, God, and where we haven't taken that time to sow into those little hearts and to make the, our family um, come together to give thanks and to worship you and grow closer to you as we grow closer to one another. Lord, help us to um, stay encouraged and to give us strength to continue to pull our family together for dinners night after night and help us to look towards you and your plan for our homes. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.